0: How was it your
1: guys' weekend? It was good. So we're in the middle of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Well, near the end of it. So during springtime, you know, lawns grow. We've gotten a ton of grass. But during Ramadan on our weekends, all we do is we sleep, we pray, we eat, we sleep. And then now I got kids who play basketball. That's it. Anything physical just waits. But all of my other neighbors mowed their yards. So there's like all these nice manicured <laughs> yards. And then my two to three foot monstrosity that was growing up. So I did tackle that on Sunday. It was hard. Like my lawnmower choked out like 15 times. Wow. Oh wow. Like, it was wet. Yeah, it was yeah. That's, uh, the wet. I totally, and then my wife's like, yeah, that was a bad decision. Like, well, you're the and one complaining about the yard.
2: Looks all yeah. ugly on it, yeah. it. cause You got clumps all over. All right, so we
1: are here with one of our new garrison directors. I mean, you've been here a little bit.
2: Been here a little bit, about yeah. three months. know you. Not, not too old yet.
1: No, but you have. So I have a hard time reading you sometimes. You you got a very stoic look about you.
2: I think that's part of my 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 uh, culture, if you will. I'm native, actually. Okay. From uh, Montana, I come from a reservation called the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. There.
1: That's outstanding.
2: And we're taught from a young age that uh, in order to take us serious, we have to be stoic. Ah, well that's okay,
1: that's, that's very good to know.
2: Uh, Gerald Menicky. Gerald Menneke. There it
1: is, our, our Sexual Assault Response Coordinator, and we are here to talk SAPM. SAPM
2: right? and uh, just bring awareness to the overall short program.
1: Nice so as we go through Kevin's going to see you're wearing teal is that for the entire month is that just on tuesdays because it brings awareness and it's
2: alliteration or how why is why teal so tap sapum and sharp and sapper we all originate from around the 1950s when people start advocating for something greater than themselves and around 1980, 1990, a coalition got together in California and said, okay, we're gonna help people based on uh, sexual assault violence. We're gonna bring awareness to it, but what are we gonna have represent us? What's the color? What month are we gonna actually do it in? So they decided on teal as being the official color of sexual assault awareness. They decided on April as being the month of Sexual Assault Awareness. It actually started out as a week, but now it's a month, obviously. Around 2010, it transitioned from Sexual Assault Awareness Month to the two goals of the program, and that is to bring awareness and prevention. So it changed from SAM to SAPM, Sexual Assault Prevention Month. And from that, that is where the teal comes from, as well as the representation of, we advocate for survivors of sexual assault. We advocate and support survivors of those violent crimes. So that's why the SAPM, as well as uh, Sapper and Sharp, we all use teal as a representation of the victims we support.
1: What's the difference? Because that, I mean, I've been doing this for <laughs> better part of 20 years in the military, but
2: I have been a little bit confused. So what's
1: the difference between SAPM, Sharp, and SAM?
2: So SAM is the, the representative month in that that's when we express our awareness and prevention. The programs for the different services, so I actually support five of the services on the installation. It includes Air Force, Navy, Marines, NSA, and the Coast Guard in their SARC system. And what they do is they, they're sharp, or their harassment, sexual harassment, and their sexual assault programs actually separate. Okay. Two different entities. EEO still handles their sexual harassment. Whereas in the, in the Army, I support the other five SARCs, 704, 780th, AFSC, AOG, as well as Kimbrough. And what they do, is, we, we believe that the continuum of harm actually starts before sexual harassment. So the, the program has adopted both sexual harassment and sexual assault based on a continuum of harm in that a sexual harassment leads into, the behaviors lead into a sexual assault. When we were setting up and doing for this
1: show mm. um, and talking with, with Gloria she had mentioned that you really, that this was something that you were very passionate about and you wanted to be involved yes. in this specific production and it sounds like you had some training
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Gerald so why were you as a soldier and as a person why, why were you so uh why did you advocate for yourself to be involved in this specific podcast as I
0: mentioned to Mr. Manicki when we had our pretty lengthy lengthy conversation a couple of weeks ago my uh grandma's actually a victim advocate she's been uh mm a victim advocate for the past 27, 28 years. Um, My mom was a victim advocate for like five, six years, and um, one of my aunts was too. So I grew up around, um, you know, the shelter, and I was telling Mr. Manicki every Tuesday they would have group sessions, so I would always hang out with the kids while their moms were in the session. So I've, you know, grew up around it so it's very near and dear to my heart i've seen you know even the sacrifices you have to make as being a victim advocate all the time that you have to put into it it's seeing my grandma go through it it's it's very admirable and you know just the difference that you make even just listening to a victim's story it goes a long way for them
1: i mean why is that is it just Therapeutic. I mean, I, I would imagine it's true just being able to talk, but, but...
2: I believe that since the first person stood up for someone else and the advocacy thought began, it's part of our nature to want to help other people, mm-hmm. but we just don't know what it looks like. Hmm. And with the program actually having a name having a color, being represented by professionals and people that truly are engaged and proactive, it, it, it highlights that in, in people that want and they recognize that behavior as what right looks like. Mm-hmm. And they want to get on that bus and they want to go school people. They want to go educate. They want to message what right looks like. To stop the hurt in our society and our force to make it a better place. But anyone can come into the office and ask for information. And again, what we do is we provide information so that a person, regardless of their situation, can make an informed, educated decision whether they decide to go with the sexual harassment complaint process, which is, uh, correction, uh, anonymous, informal, informal or if it's a sexual assault situation, they can elect to go restricted or unrestricted, or they can just get the information, leave the office, think about it, and then come back at a later time when they're ready to move forward. Have, do leaders, have leaders bought in? Like not just because
1: they're ordered to believe that this is important. Have you noticed a
2: change to where they get it? I have over the years. Um, It was a check the block, uh, but the Army in its infinite 247 years, when they determined that the leader will lead the training following the eight-step training model of the training program and getting buy-in and rehearsals of that training event, you truly have to believe in what you're talking about. You have to do the research. You have to think about what could be asked of me and how do I not fail as an instructor or the facilitator of this information. And through that engagement, through that process, those those leaders, those squad leaders, those uh, small group leaders, they actually get on the bus whether they want to or not because they're forced to uh, get buying with the material. Yeah. So when they're facilitating, they get those challenging questions, those that cognitive dissonance that, they're putting out information that I don't quite agree with, and it's kind—it's not riding right with me. So I'm going to ask those hard questions. That person has to answer that question and articulate the message of the Commander's SHARP program. So yes, I believe that the SHARP program is evolving appropriately. And at some point, it is going to be the, the blueprint for society through legislative changes uh, in making our outside of the gate community representative of what we we've already trial and errored through
1: it's interesting yeah. so pfc campos you we gotta we, we gotta get into some of this yes yes stuff that you're going to be covering <laughs> i hope
0: so <clears throat> this being sexual assault awareness prevention month there are also other events within the month um one of them being Denim Day. Can you tell us a little more about Denim Day?
2: So Denim Day actually kicked off um, to where a a, tri- a trial was conducted in Italy and the case was found guilty. Mm-hmm. But uh, a few years later, a judge overturned those findings in that his, he believed that Uh, because the person was wearing tight-fitting jeans they had to have helped remove the jeans therefore in his eyes giving consent Mm -hmm. a day after that uh... ruling there was a uprising in the community and uh... people were were wearing jeans and they were advocating for that victim who had been uh... unjust unjustly uh... or the 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 actual uh, subject who was mm-hmm. uh, let out of let out of jail because of an unjustified decision. But since then, internationally, uh, the, uh, the 26th of April is actually Denim Day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It is observed cr- around the world. But here on on the uh, Fort George G. Meade, Kimbrough is conducting an event called the Denim Day Walk. It's at 1130 to 1300 around Burba Lake. The meeting point is at the front of kimbrough there's going to be an opening opening ceremony there's going to be games there's going to be snacks and uh, a lot of sharp stuff a lot of teal uh, followed by a closing closing remarks after the walk is over
0: so we have the denim day walk and i believe on the 28th of april is the amazing race
2: so the amazing race uh, It. It was adapted about three or four years ago by the 780th MI Brigade. They developed the concept based on uh, a local TV show or a TV show, Mm -hmm. in that we would have 10 teams or teams of 10 from across the installation from all the services. They would race to six different sites around the installation uh, to include Kimbrough, the chapel, ASAP at each of those important locations for first responders, one of the brigades would actually um, have a a checkpoint there and they have to do exercises. Whatever those exercises are, I'll give you an example, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what they are (laughs) because, uh, you know, people are going to find out. But, for example, you would carry an egg with a spoon for 30 yards, and that, that egg on that spoon represents you carrying your battle buddy through the recovery process. If you drop the egg, you got to start over, of course, because the, the eggs are raw. Mm-hmm. But uh, those types of events that uh, across the installation, it's supposed to start at six o'clock in the morning and ends at eight with an award ceremony of a large trophy. That trophy is an annual trophy, so whatever organization wins it, they will actually uh, have it for an entire year. And I believe right now it's a, it's the. Uh, Technical Support Battalion from the United States Army Counterintelligence Command that currently owns the trophy, so they will be the ones that uh, bring the trophy to the event. So it's ten teams. It's up to ten teams. It could be more.
1: It could be more. Okay. So, because that's a, do the
2: organizations sponsor the team? They do. A lot of times they come with their own shirts. It's it's a it's a really large event. They they uh, have their representative teams there, but. Normally they would have their their brigade colors there as well with a uh, quite large. Are we blocking formation. off
1: streets? I, I mean I know. The time there's
2: been. We're not blocking off streets because uh, embedded within each one of the teams are road guards. Ah. Uh, We're thinking sharp.
1: See, uh, look at <laughs> that. Thinking sharp too, uh, man. All right, um, and then as we go through. So we talked a little bit about the goals, but this year, we probably should have started with this, but this year has a specific theme. Is that every year, does the theme change
2: or is? The theme de- the theme does change and it evolves based on the um, powers that be. But this year, the theme is intervene. We are a team. There isn't us in trust. Can they trust you? And it's based on we are all We all play an active role in keeping one another safe across the field, whatever that field may be. And can your battle trust you? And it all starts with that annual training where the leader is the one facilitating the activity. Because we're forcing engagement, active engagement from the echelon, the can you trust, can they trust you? uh, it, It feeds into that and it puts a base or a capstone event to the entire year in that we're trying to encourage trust, trust me, trust me with you. I I have your back.
1: Yeah, that's, and trust, I guess, goes a long way. So there is more to this, I'm assuming like, yeah, obviously sexual, you know, Assault is horrible. Sexual harassment is gross to do to an individual letter. But there's a mission. I mean, we're, Fort me, we do national security mm-hmm. missions. There is, there is a benefit to the mission to follow, you know, good practices, I would assume. Correct. You know, I would imagine organizations that um, combat this or that has that trust probably perform better than those where you not know that is what might happen to you when you come in? Is that an accurate
2: statement or? If you're starting, if you're addressing and you're intervening with actions that are contrary to good order and discipline within the military and you're abiding by the Army values and warrior ethos and civilian creed, you're preventing stuff from occurring in its infancy. Those sexist behaviors, those behaviors that you recognize but at previous years you didn't want you you didn't know how to address them you didn't know that it was actually considered wrong you work as professionals and just because i'm nice to you doesn't want mean i want you to violate me with a sharp violation if i'm nice to you that means we're professionals we are working together as a team i respect you for who you are trust in me to treat you the way you deserve to be treated and vice versa
1: And do you see that, PFC campus when you're going out in your units? I mean, uh, is that trust built in? Does the talking about it up front help in doing that, or do you still...
0: Well, I believe, you know, when we do have our sharp trainings and, you know, we would have, like, our drill sergeant up there talking about it, saying it's okay to, you know, come to me and talk about, like, whatever's going on, I I feel... That trust is very important in a unit because if you don't have trust in your unit, how are you going to accomplish the mission?
1: All right. Gerald, what, what, what have we not said? What have we not brought up? Or is there anything that you would like to, to close with?
2: I, I would like to share with the, the entire team out there that to advocate for what right looks like, is a force multiplier for the overall readiness of each one of the organizations, each one of the teams on the installation. And it's okay to intervene. It's better to err on the side of, oh my bad, than it is to let something go bad.
1: Well, thank you very much. This has been a a great, you got anything else you wanna add?
0: Um, I just wanted, um, if you could reiterate ways that individuals can get in touch with the SHARP uh, office and.
2: so, the Sharp office, the installation Sharp office is located on 2246B Pepper Road. The Fort Meade Sharp hotline is actually 443 845 0876. The DOD self uh, safe helpline is 877 995 5247. And the DOD hotline is 988. 988 you can also google it uh, you can find any sark in the world just by uh, googling army sharp and you'll bring up the home page and you just type in a location and regardless of where you're at in the world it'll give you your nearest SARC. or you can call our hotline number and i will do the same thing for you regardless of where you're at in the world thank you
1: fantastic thank you Thank you for joining us today. Stay sharp. Stay, stay sharp. Hey. <laughs> stay short. See, look at that. Where are your teal?